1: Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on Amp TV, AAMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Welcome back to the show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on, Rocco. Looking forward to another exciting edition of The Sports Angle.
1: Before we get into the NFL, I want you to tell everybody about Classy Communications, what is it and where and where they can find it.
2: Well, Rocco, Classy Communications is a full-service public relations and marketing company, and since 2008, we have been helping businesses, organizations, and individuals uh, to create front of mind awareness and uh, increase sales and make an imprint on the community with a variety of media and marketing uh, platforms, and you can learn more about our company at ClassyCommunications.net.
1: There you go. Classy communications. Absolutely. Now, the NFL, there is a lot of positions that get the spotlight. You have your quarterbacks. You have your running backs. I mean, tight ends have become really popular. But I've always felt like a true number one wide receiver isn't as appreciated as the rest of the offense. Like, Do you think that's true, or is there a different position that doesn't get a lot of spotlight?
2: Well, I think that in different eras uh, in the NFL, there's more of a focus on on certain positions. And uh, I mean, I believe that the wide wide receiver position. When you look back over some of the some of the great wide receivers that we've had uh, in the NFL, uh, I mean, there's a long, long list. Some of them deep ball receivers, some of them possession wide receivers. Uh, just we, we've had some some great wide receivers. But I mean, I think it's ap- absolutely a really important. Uh, aspect of any offense any offense that uh, especially in the in the way that the nfl is designed nowadays where passing is is probably the majority of the of the plays that are executed in the nfl are pass plays nowadays so having that good wide receiver either a possession receiver or you can throw the the ball to out on a route to make sure that you gain yards or you got that deep deep receiver that can run downfield. And if you got a good quarterback that can throw the ball to him, uh, it really is a, a a very important aspect to have in your arsenal as an NFL offense is a good wide receiver or a host of good wide receivers.
1: I'm glad you mentioned like a different variety of wide receivers. Cause yes, you do have the, you know, the jump ball, deep ball wide receiver where your quarterback goes, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put this ball up. And I trust you to go get it. You have your the guys who have great hands. All right, you have wide receivers who when you put the ball in their in their gloves and you put it right in their chest, you know they're gonna come up with it. And then there are your speed guys. And you know, the Tyreek Hill, the Henry Ruggs of the world, where literally all they have is their speed. But if they beat you, they're gone and they're going for a touchdown. So with those different categories, the deep ball, the hands, the speed, which one do you think is the most important when you're looking for a number one wide receiver? Like let's say because we're here in Las Vegas here with the Las Vegas Raiders. If you are going to go out and get a number one wide receiver, do you want a jump ball guy like a DeAndre Hopkins do you want a speed guy like a Tyreek Hill, or do you want someone with great hands like a Devontae Adams? Like, which one would you pick?
2: Well, I mean, I think the most important thing is for a wide receiver is that they've got to be able to catch the football. I mean, nothing happens if if a wide receiver doesn't catch the football right every all the other aspects that you're talking about being a speedster and being able to run downfield or being able to, uh, as you had mentioned, be that kind of wide receiver that jump ball wide receiver to be that type of receiver, the idea is that you're catching football. So the number one thing that I I think is the most important in any wide receiver is that they can catch the football. I mean, we've had some wide receivers uh in the NFL uh who who had great speed or who had the other attributes that you were talking about, being able to be great at jump ball, but if but their hands were not necessarily the best. So I'm looking for a wide receiver that's got good hands because if he catches the ball, that's the number one thing, right? If he catches the ball, he's got a chance Uh, To make uh, make things happen minimally, at least wherever he is, where he caught the ball, you're advancing the ball downfield.
1: Well, I'm going to give you a comparison here, one that's historical and one that's present. We're talking about NFL wide receivers here on the sports angle with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Larry Fitzgerald, he wasn't the quickest wide receiver in the NFL, But his hands is what has kept him in the league for so many years. I mean, this guy every year on Madden would have that 98, 99 overall um, catching attribute. Because he has one of the best hands in the NFL. Now, to use that as a present day, there are guys that have absolute phenomenal hands. Like uh, Cole Beasley, for example. But they are not the quickest guys in the NFL, so when you bring up those two examples, I, I I agree with you that if you have great hands, you don't have to necessarily have the most speed. You don't have to be the quickest guy in the locker room, but your hands are what's going to keep you in the NFL. And if you have a guy like Larry Fitzgerald and Cole Beasley who have been in the NFL for a good amount of years, is there a reason why they are trusted? I mean besides their hand, their catching ability, is it their leadership as well? For the reason why they've been in the league for so long?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of factors in why an athlete is able to last a long time in the NFL, uh, Rocco. But it, just as you had mentioned about having good hands, I, I think it's really, it, it all comes down to consistency. And so that same consistency that they're having, right, with catching the football consistently, that's a, that's kind of a, a core character trait that they probably are carrying in other aspects of themselves as a football player, as a leader, as a teammate, those same values that uh, allow them to be able to catch the football, catch the football, catch the football. That's a part of what their character is. So they're probably behaving that way in the other areas of their lives uh, or in their other areas of them, again, being, uh members of the football team. And so consistency is something that promotes longevity in all areas of life. And the NFL is no different.
1: Now, I want to focus on the upcoming draft because of one important reason, and that is there are a good amount of wide receivers that are going to be on the board. And there has been speculation that teams could trade up to get a wide receiver that teams that need a number one jump ball guy or a number one speed guy or a number one guy with the best hands, that they can trade up in the draft and go get a Devontae Smith from Alabama. They can go get uh, Jamar Chase from LSU. But do you think it is worth it to trade up in the draft to go get a number one wide receiver if you also need to build up your offensive line? or if you need to get a quarterback because your team doesn't necessarily have one at that point. How important is a number one wide receiver when it comes to draft capital to an NFL team?
2: Yeah, again, I guess it just depends on the situation, Rocco. Um, if you're a, a, a team that has a quarterback, maybe you've got, got a young quarterback that you feel has a lot of potential. Uh, and you're not too concerned about the quarterback position. You've got a pretty good offensive line. Uh, of course, you're you know you're always building, um, and you you feel like having a, a top-notch wide receiver. Somebody that that, that good quarterback is going to be able to throw the ball to. Uh, I mean, that can really stimulate your offense. If you have a top-notch wide receiver, it really really can be a a, a stimulation to your offense. The touchdown catches, being able to advance the ball downfield. Again, that reliable wide receiver who may also be great after he catches the ball. It really can create a lot of opportunities. Uh, for a team, uh, throughout the season. And so I guess it just kind of depends on where you are, uh, as a team. You know, you're, you're always taking chances, I think, as a NFL franchise when you're bringing pieces of the puzzle, uh, into your big puzzle. So it's, it's always kind of a crapshoot. I think a draft really is, um, it's a gamble in a way. Um, Because you just never know, even at that next level, how an athlete is going to uh, perform. So I guess it kind of more than anything depends on your situation.
1: Well, you talk about gambling and having a number one wide receiver. We're going to flip the script here. Let's say that you have a number one wide receiver like the Houston Texans had with DeAndre Hopkins, like the New York Giants had with Odell Beckham. And then you trade him away. And they did get, you know, a first-round pick. They did get second-round picks in return. But in the present day of the NFL, is there any wide receiver that you think would be worth uh, getting a first-round pick in return? Is a Chicago's Allen Robinson worth a first-round pick? Maybe a Green Bay's Devontae Adams. Like, is there any wide receiver in the NFL that you would say, all right, give me a first-round pick, and I'll give you uh, this guy?
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Adams uh, over there in Green Bay. If there was one wide receiver in the league that I would be willing to uh, to sacrifice, yeah, that I think he would be worthy of that. Um yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Adams.
1: Now, I'm going to say that when it comes to me, just because I'm a Bears guy and because I'm greedy, if you want Allen Robinson, if you want a number one wide receiver, you're going to have to give us a first round pick because he doesn't want to stay in Chicago. He's probably not going to sign the franchise tag. So we might as well try to get whatever we can for him. So I say Allen Robinson. We're going to stay with our NFL draft conversation here with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. I'm your host, Rocco. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
4: That's 800-470-7113. Amp, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away.
3: The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy to use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day, or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye
0: to finger pricks. 800-854-3183 800-854-3183 800-854-3183 That's 800 854 Four thirty-one eighty-three.
1: Welcome back to the Sports Angle, live on AMTV Double A Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications, continuing with our conversation about the 2021 NFL draft. The SEC dominates in college football. In the rankings, in championship games, but also in first round picks. I mean, according to a recent NFL mock draft, 11 first round picks are projected to come from the SEC. And a lot of them are coming from Alabama and Florida, you know, the dominant schools we all know. Why do you think that is? Why is it that SEC is like the top dog? when it comes to NFL drafts?
2: Well, I think that football is really king in the South, and it has been king in the South for many years. And it's just, uh, it's the culture of where these schools uh, are. And, and they're also recruiting from other places in the country, but they've got so much homegrown football talent in all these Southern states, in Louisiana, Alabama. I mean, you're just, uh, Florida, these are just, Football crazy states and, um, at, at every level, um, when you look at football in, in all of these states, uh, the SEC. And so what you're, you're basically just, uh, they've got such a big pool of tremendous athletes, not to mention the fact that they're also recruiting from the West and from the East and from other parts of the uh, Midwest, other parts of the country, but just the amount of homegrown talent that they have in these states uh is just it's phenomenal the um, how how significant football is in southern states i have a lot of family that lives in the south and i go to visit them and it's just uh it it it's a it's a religion football is literally like a religion in these states and so you've got almost a never ending pool of top notch athletes uh in those southern states along again with the fact that they're able to recruit elsewhere. And I just, I see the SEC being the power in in the NCAA for many years to come.
1: To give you a historical example, we're only going to go back one year. In 2020, 15 first round picks came from the SEC. That's almost 50% of the first round came from one conference in college football. So, with the SEC being as, like you said, college football heavy, I mean, they love football down there in the South. I remember, you know, we lived in Alabama for a bit, and Saturdays it is jam-packed with fans for, you know, Roll Tide. So, with college football, you have Alabama, you have LSU, the Georgias of the world. Do you think that this will ever end, or do you think this will expand more? Do you think we're going to get to a point where maybe 20 – of the 32 picks in the first round are from one conference?
2: Well, I guess it depends on the year. And, uh, and I mean, you've got certain years where you can see that, that, that balance or that imbalance, but I would say that we are definitely going to be seeing a high presence of athletes from the SEC football players uh, who are, are definitely being drafted in the first round. You know, there's going to be years where other parts of the country are going to rise. But I just think that overall the prevalence of, of the great athletes in the SEC and the fact that success breeds success What happens is along with all that homegrown talent that they have there, because the top notch athletes who live in other parts of the country want to put themselves in a position to be able to potentially be a first round draft pick. A lot of them are going to the Georgias and the Alabamas and the Tennessees and the LSUs as well. And so that's the, you know, that's the whole thing is that they're able to recruit outside of the South as well. Some of these athletes would. Probably be going to colleges in their own regions, but because they want to position themselves for professional careers, they're choosing these top notch programs. Uh, And uh, you know, you've got the opportunity to go to an Alabama, you've got this perennial um juggernaut that just keep just keeps reloading and reloading and they're you know they're reloading again with their own homegrown talent but they're also bringing in great players from texas and california and oregon and in the midwest so it's just uh i I, like i said i just think the sec is going to be really really um, the premier conference for quite a while
1: We're talking about the SEC and their impact with this upcoming NFL draft here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. I am your host, Rocco. We talked about wide receivers in the first segment, and ironically enough, this draft is packed with wide receivers, and the SEC is no different. You have Jamar Chase from LSU, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddell from Alabama, Elijah Moore from Old Miss. There are uh, Cardarius Tony from Florida, with all these wide receivers projected to go in the first round coming out of the SEC. Do you think that the SEC is a good stepping stone for these college athletes? because when you're in the SEC, you're competing with the best of the best. You're going it's five star recruit versus five-star recruit It is nfl future versus nfl future do you think that's why a lot of sec wide receivers become superstars in the nfl like a julio jones players like that
2: I do. As you mentioned, that was a great point, Rocco, is when you're competing against the best week after week, the way that, I mean, in any conference game in the SEC, I mean, you are, you are competing against the premier college football players, uh, in the country. And there's so many teams in that, in that conference that are just stacked with the best athletes. And so, yes, I mean, success, again, success breeds success. These, wide receivers are choosing to go to uh, Southeastern Conference schools so that they'll be able to compete. Uh, And you have to also take a look at the notoriety that you receive by being someone who goes to Alabama or Georgia or Tennessee or LSU or Florida. Uh, Just the, the level of notoriety that you get from being a part of that conference, the fact that you went the prestige of going to those schools and the, the scouting that goes on because you're a member, right? You're playing at, at one of these top tier universities. All of that is just lens in your favor. So you, you know, a, a, an athlete again, who aspires to be a professional, wants to be a wide receiver in the NFL. You want to put yourself on the best track. Uh, to be able to make that a reality and going to an SEC school because you've also got the best quarterbacks in the country are now going to SEC schools. So you're playing with great quarterbacks that are going to be able to get you the ball. Best offensive linemen are going to SEC schools. The success just keeps breeding more and more success, and it's it's just phenomenal to see what the SEC has done in about the last 25 years, really just cementing themselves as the conference.
1: We've talked about the offensive side of the ball for a good portion of the show. Let's give the defense some love here. The defensive backs, I've always felt like don't get a lot of credit in the NFL for all they have to do to go up against these fast wide receivers, to go up with these wide receivers who have really all the leverage when it comes to you know pass interference and stuff like that. But we've noticed with the SEC, Marlon Humphrey came over from the SEC. We have had corners like Tredavious White in Buffalo. He came from the SEC. And now Patrick Sertan II, he, coming from Alabama, is going to be a projected top 10 pick. Do you believe that the defensive backs also get better as a result of the fact that you have, as I mentioned, five-star recruits going up against five-star recruits? NFL-ready versus NFL-ready.
2: Right, yeah. They're going up against the best quarterbacks, right? And and so the preparation— uh, and it, it just goes right back to the competition that you were talking about a few minutes ago, Rocco. I mean, they are they are already superstar athletes. You have to realize that they're the reason why they end up at these SEC schools is that they are all these superstars of their high school football teams. And here they are. Now they've gone to the best conference. They're playing against all the best players for four years. I mean, it's just it's like almost a science uh, really their, their development um, these programs are wealthy programs so you've got the best coaching you've got the best facilities uh, and it's yes it just positions them uh, to be in a, a, a great position as as defensive backs as well everyone everyone is just thriving in the SEC um, people who want to be NFL players that's just where they go
1: when it comes to duos in college football, quarterback to tight end, University of Florida has always had a really good duo over there. I mean, about a decade ago we had Tim Tebow and Aaron Hernandez. Now we have Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, and Pitts and Trask are all pro- are both projected to go in the top rounds of the NFL draft. Why do you think Florida is so good at getting quarterbacks and tight ends? to get to the next level.
2: There's another school with a heavy, heavy football culture, (laughs) a lot of ingrown talent right there in Florida. And them being the, them in Florida state kind of alternating being the top programs. I think it's just Florida just has uh, a great, great football culture.
1: Absolutely. Florida definitely has a really good culture. So does Alabama. And when we come back, we're going to get into the NBA Here on the Sports Angle, I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from the Classy Communications. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
4: attention business owners you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now face it every business needs customers even yours the Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC CNBC and Westwood One News affiliates plus CBS, Fox and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York also the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month which could click through your website and bring sales the Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702 799 9935 Again, 702 799 9935 or email us at infothesportscircus.com. At That's info at the Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus.
0: That's 800-470-7113.
1: Welcome back to the Sports Angle live on Amp TV, Double A M P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on K I O F ninety seven point nine FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I am your host Rocco. Uh, let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. You know, during the break, we mentioned you know Las Vegas and. Man, people are gonna call me crazy, but it was like seventy degrees. I'm out here in a short sleeve shirt, pant. I'm wearing shorts. I'm like, it's a nice day out today. Like, I feel like, you know, people in Vegas uh, were looking at me crazy. I mean, what about you, guy? I mean, 70 degrees in Vegas. I'm wearing yeah, shorts we're really, and a short sleeve shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're really spoiled here, man. When you look at the weather that some of the rest of the country has been experiencing. And we've had one of the mildest winters that I can remember here in Vegas. It's been really nice.
1: Now, getting into the NBA The Philadelphia 76ers' best record in the Eastern Conference, and right now with them being 13-1 to win the NBA Finals, I don't think they're going to win it. But do you think that there's a possibility that for the first time since Allen Iverson that the Philadelphia 76ers can make it to an NBA Final and be the representative of the Eastern Conference?
2: Well, the 76ers have been looking great. They've got that one two punch. Uh, and it's boy, you it, know, Simmons and MB, boy, they are really, really playing well together, uh, along with having Doc Rivers as a coach. And, uh, you know, I think that that the uh, having Doc Rivers as, as their head coach, I think has really been something that's been great for that pair in particular, uh, as well as the rest of the team. So yeah, Philadelphia's playing great. Uh, the Eastern Conference has some strong teams, but it's not nearly as competitive as the Western Conference. Uh, of course, they got to deal with the Nets, and I mean, the Nets have really—I watched—I watched them play the Lakers uh, last weekend. Boy, I mean, they—they they are scary. <laughs> it's really—it's scary to have that many weapons, and they didn't even have Durant that night, uh, and to have Kyrie Irving, Harden, and uh, and Durant on one team at the same time. I mean, boy, that—that that, that would be something I think would be very difficult for Philadelphia to overcome that much firepower.
1: We've noticed a trend with the NBA and that is you have one big man that is a superstar or a star. And then you've got one guy who's either a one guard or two guard. That is also your star slash superstar. Philadelphia is doing it with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. We've noticed that, teams like the Raptors have done it with Pascal Siakam and with Kyle Lowry. The, so, I mean, heck, even the Charlotte Hornets, they're trying to do that right now with LaMelo Ball and, you know, with the situation they have there. So with the NBA, do you think that we're kind of going back to what it was back in the 90s where you had one big man that was a star and then you had a guy that was your guard that was also a superstar. You think we're going back to that?
2: Yeah, it's been interesting the, the last few seasons to kind of see that evolution where guard play uh, is becoming important again, uh, Rocco. And, the, and, you know, the wonderful thing about it is that the game has still evolved. So now you've got these really good passing guards who also shoot freeze. And that wasn't so prevalent in the 90s the way that it is now. Uh, and I think it's really stepping the game up to another level uh you've got these uh, yeah these these guards that rebound and they shoot and they're uh <laughs> I don't know they're and they're great passers at the same time and they 're shooting threes i just I think the level of play in the nBA and how good these athletes are becoming uh it really is it's just phenomenal to see how good these basketball players are getting. I mean, the the, the improvement of basketball players in the NBA, it's just – it's been something that is very obvious. Their skill sets are just continuing to increase.
1: We are talking about the NBA here on The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Now, according to the odds to win the NBA finals uh, with Circus Sports – there are four teams that are kind of ranked high on that list that have a possibility of missing the playoffs. The Celtics are 25 to 1. They wouldn't make it right now. The Denver Nuggets are 25 to 1. They're the eighth seed. They would barely make it. The Miami Heat, 30 to 1. They wouldn't make it right now. Dallas, 35 to 1. I mean, do you think that these teams being ranked so high? Was that because of of their hype and their stock from last year? Like, Do you think that there was a reason why Dallas, Miami, Denver, and Boston have such high odds considering where they are in the standings right now?
2: Yeah, they've got good young players. They've got good coaches. They performed well last year, of course. You know, because last season was so different than any other season that we've ever had in the NBA, uh, it's uh it was just a unique season with they played part of the season and they had to break for all those months. Then they came back. Then they were in a bubble. It's kind of hard to measure teams uh based on the situation that we saw in the NBA last year. Uh, but at the same time, these are good young teams and we've got a lot of season to go. Um, you know, you go through, there's a lot of streaks in the NBA. And so you're probably going to see some of these teams make runs uh, before the season is over with. And they could be really dangerous when you look at a Miami. Uh, I mean, Miami's got a good, good, a good team. And it could be just a matter of them going through a stretch where they start to build their confidence back up again. Um, and same thing with Dallas. Dallas has got good young players uh i think that yes well the best way to really rank a team though uh, i think when you're you're kind of picking favorites or at least from probably the gambling perspective past past performance you base how you're rating these teams how you're ranking these teams on how they played in the previous season i think that's the best measure uh, that you could use and so yes that that would probably be why you're having these issues uh with uh, with with teams that are just underperforming they're underperforming right now though we still got until the middle of may uh there's a lot a lot more basketball to be played
1: the nba all-star game now i understand that not a lot of people put too much stock in the you know who gets voted in who gets nominated but there's been a huge backlash about the fact that the Boston Celtics had both Tatum and Brown being in the All-Star game, but yet ha- the Celtics are having a really poor season by Boston standards. The Orlando Magic, their star, and Nikola Vucevic is an on the All-Star team, but yet they're seven games below five hundred. Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards, uh, he's putting up stellar numbers, but his team record doesn't back that up. And, of course, Zion Williamson over Devin Booker has been a huge controversy uh, if you go watch any of the big four networks. So with that in mind, do you think that team records should be a huge uh, standard when it comes to all-star games? Or do you think that it's the individual performance that should get a player onto an all-star game roster?
2: I think with an all-star game, it is more based on individual performance. And that's why through the years, you'll see all types of players who are on teams that aren't doing very well in the standings who make all-star teams. It's a little bit different than say voting for a most valuable player. So as a most valuable player, obviously you're kind of looking at what did that player do to, to help that team succeed? Whereas Uh, I think that the All-Star games are a lot more stat-focused. It's really based on uh, the performance of these individual players, whether or not their teams are doing well. I mean, you've got uh, players who have great stats, but their teams are just not performing very well. And so, yes, I I don't think it's so important in terms of the all-star game. And the all-star game is also kind of different than anything else, Rocco, in that it's more of a a showcase of the talent in the NBA. It's always kind of been designed for that. Just a a platform to be able to showcase the most talented players uh, in the NBA or fan favorites. Or, um, you know, coaches also make a certain amount of the selections of people who make these all-star teams. So it's a different criteria i think not so much the amount of wins that these players are producing more so their popularity and and their stats
1: now to segue to the best team in the nba they have the best record they are are on a hot streak the utah jazz i watched them beat up on the lakers and this utah jazz team is still underrated Like most teams aren't taking the Jazz seriously. The media isn't really taking them seriously. Do you take the Utah Jazz seriously? And more importantly, I have said before that I think that this Utah Jazz team is similar to the Mavericks team that won the NBA Finals with Dirk Nowitzki. Do you think that's an accurate statement?
2: Yeah, I think the. Utah Jazz very seriously, Rocco. I mean, I I think they're a team that doesn't have a lot of stars and they're in a small market. And uh, I think that that's one of the reasons why people aren't taking them very seriously because we've become such a star focused league, the NBA, and they just don't have that. But in terms of having a really good team, the Utah Jazz have a really good team and they should be taken
1: seriously. They most definitely should be taken seriously, and I'll say it once, I'll say it a hundred times, I'll say it 500 times. I believe that the 2020-2021 Utah Jazz are what the 2011 Dallas Mavericks were. You have a solid big man, you have solid point guard play, a very consistent bench, and I believe the Utah Jazz have potential to go all the way. Instead of the sports angle, I'm your host, Rocco. We're going to stay with the NBA. Don't go anywhere.
4: amp the multi-format network is here to help create produce distribute and sell your content for more information send a message to info at aamp.tv that's info at aamp.tv are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business the American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away.
3: This is an urgent health notice. All residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now.
0: 800-223-7902. 800 223 That's eight hundred two two three seventy nine zero two
4: attention business owners you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now face it every business needs customers even yours the sports circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on abc nbc cnbc and westwood one news affiliates plus cbs fox and nbc sports affiliates across north america with coverage from hawaii to new york also the sports circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the sports circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month which could click through your website and bring sales the Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935, again 702-799-9935, or email us at info at sportscircus.com. That's info at Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus.
1: Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, AAMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communication. We have seen the expansion of sports in Las Vegas. The new ballpark for the aviators, the Raiders have showed up. T-Mobile Arena for when the Vegas Golden Knights were an expansion team. But the NBA has always been over the shoulder of Las Vegas. I mean, the Utah Jazz, they played a couple of games at the Thomas and Mack Center when they couldn't play in Salt Lake. We have had preseason games with the Lakers, taking on the Phoenix Suns and taking on the Golden State Warriors in the past. Do you think that the NBA will have a team in Las Vegas, and do you think it'll be an expansion team or a relocated team?
2: Well, I'm really hoping it'll be an expansion team, uh, Rocco. I love the feel that we have with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, with it being a homegrown team, and I think for Las Vegas, I think we have the spirit. Being a basketball oriented town, UNLV for so many years, uh, being such a powerhouse in the NCAA, I think this town is conditioned uh, for an NBA team. And I mean, it would be great if we could bring another team in. Uh, I mean, but I think that for us to have our own expansion team that starts here, that its whole culture is built here in Las Vegas, I think would be a wonderful thing.
1: This is where we are going to disagree. With an expansion team, I bl- I agree with NBA fans that it would dilute the product even more because you have a lot of these rosters that have players that honestly really shouldn't be on a roster. At that point, you have all these players in the G League that are coming up now. All these 17-, 18-year-old kids are now going to play NBA ball. So if you add one more team... I feel like it would dilute the product even more. However, when it comes to relocated teams, the Utah Jazz, they just have a new owner, and we don't know what the situation is there. He says he wants to stay in Utah, but we've heard that in the past. a owner wants to stay somewhere, and then they move about a year later. So Utah could be a possibility. The Sacramento Kings, with their ownership and all the problems that are going on in Sacramento, they could maybe come here I I believe that when it comes to Las Vegas, if it was possible, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves relocating here to Las Vegas would be perfect for this city. But what do you think about Minnesota with them trying to explore options and trying to get a buyer? What if the MGM resorts or what if someone here in Las Vegas bought the Minnesota Timberwolves and then relocated them here? Uh, On the strip.
2: Well, I've been hearing a lot of talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves for several years, and they're still they're starting to emerge as the as the biggest candidate. This is very similar. To a lot of the talk that I was hearing about The Raiders before they came here And so I, I, I would say that um, it, it, It's looking Pretty good for the Timberwolves Again, I, as I mentioned before, it'd be great If we had our own expansion team But uh, the NFL Or the NBA, excuse me, is always Looking for uh, the best Venue for basketball And I think, again, with Vegas is such a basketball-oriented city More than anything else with our history uh, With uh, the UN LV running Rebs, that this would be a good landing place uh, for the Timberwolves. They haven't. It's a small market in Minnesota. They haven't been playing very well for years. They haven't had a very good team in a long time. And I think coming out to the West, uh, I think might be a really good move uh, for that franchise. And again, I think that Las Vegas would wholeheartedly embrace an NBA franchise.
1: We're talking about a possible NBA team here in Las Vegas, here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. There has been reports about that all-net resort and arena, that $1.4 billion privately funded complex, former UNLV player Jackie Robinson has been trying to work on that. And construction is supposed to have a completion date sometime in the future, and I want to know if when that is eventually completed, could that entice a team like the Timberwolves, a team like the Pelicans, for example, for them to eventually move here to Las Vegas? Because one of the biggest complaints, and you've been here long long enough you would know this, nobody really wanted to play at Thomas and Mac. Like There wasn't a lot of teams that wanted to play their games at an older arena, so them having this brand new complex, the All-Net arena, do you think that will appeal to New Orleans, to Minnesota, to potentially a team like Sacramento?
2: I think any franchise uh, appreciates the fact that you build uh, an arena or a stadium for them. So, yes, Rockwell, I think that would be an excellent way to attract, potentially attract one of these other uh, teams from another city. The fact that they're going to be coming in uh, to Las Vegas, new surroundings, and then they're, of course, playing in a, uh, a state-of-the-art facility I mean, is a, it, that's like a dream come true for uh, one of these franchises. And so, yes, I think that building a new arena, I mean, uh, we've been hearing about it for years that it was going to happen. Uh, and I know for a while they were considering maybe using T-Mobile for an NBA team. But I think basically uh, having another facility that's specifically geared towards basketball uh, would be a, a great thing to potentially attract One of these teams, I mean, we're going to have a team. It's just a matter of which team is coming, I think, at this point, or if we're going to get our own franchise that starts from scratch here.
1: So the NBA Summer League, it has been in Las Vegas since 2004. It has become a tradition here in Las Vegas, and it has been very profitable for the NBA So if there was an expansion team or a relocated team that came to Las Vegas, do you think the NBA would have to move the summer league or would they keep it here in Las Vegas and make it a premier destination during the summer months?
2: This seems to be the ideal city for uh, the summer league and the way that they're doing it at the Thomas and Mack and in the Cox arena. And I, I think that, it's become a staple and I, I don't see that happening. I see them continuing to run that summer league here. Of course, people always want to come to Las Vegas anyway. It just gives people an excuse to be able to come, come here. There's plenty of uh, rooms for them to stay in. Yeah, you know, I, I would foresee the, the summer league staying in Las Vegas for the immediate future. I can't think of any other place that would be better suited for that summer league.
1: We briefly mentioned the Thomas and Mack Center earlier in this segment. And I have had this conversation with people in the past that I know they have the Cox Pavilion. They have the Mendenhall Center. They have the Thomas and Mack Center. But it is a near 40-year-old arena. And I believe that if UNLV had the funding and if UNLV had the backing towards it, that they would build a better arena for UNLV or they could potentially have an agreement with the T-Mobile Arena to play their games there similar to how UNLV football plays their games at Allegiant Stadium with the Raiders and UNLV hockey uses the Vegas Golden Knights practice facility like do you think that'd be a good idea for them to share the T-Mobile Arena or the NBA teams arena when they eventually get here
2: yeah, I could see that happening. As you had mentioned, uh, Thomas and Mac was a, a, a state of the art facility 30 years ago or maybe 35 years ago, but I think it's definitely gotten beyond its, uh, its, its purpose. It's not. Uh, State of the art arena. It's great for something like a summer league, as I had mentioned before. I mean, I think that uh, that it works really well for that. But yeah, I would think it just as the the UNLV football team is going to be sharing the new stadium uh, with the Raiders, I could see the same thing happening with the basketball team.
1: And I've also noticed that with the WNBA, with them playing at the Mandalay bay resorts uh you know them having games at the mgm grand garden arena what do you think is going to happen to those two arenas eventually uh, do you think they're just going to keep pouring money into renovating those two and keeping it updated and up and up to code or do you think eventually you know the mgm resorts and the mandalay bay are going to build a new arena or build a new complex to make uh, sports uh, up to up to date
2: well, yeah, what I foresee happening with the MGM and, and the Thomas and Mac and these older uh, arenas, Rocco, is that they're going to use them for other things, concerts and uh, conventions and things like that. They're getting more and more away from sports because these brand new arenas are being built specifically uh, for sports. So uh, that and what it does for these companies uh, specifically, and even the Thomas and Mac also has concerts, but... Uh, What it allows is when they uh, when concerts come to town, you don't have to use the T-Mobile so they can use the T-Mobile for sports. And then there's so many concerts that are constantly coming through Vegas under normal circumstances that they can have the concerts going and they can have. Uh, the athletics going at the same time. So that's kind of what I see uh, is going to be happening with these older arenas is they're, they're going to be here for concerts and, and conventions and things like that and not use so much for sports anymore.
1: And I'm glad we're talking about arenas because to keep this on topic, there has been T-Mobile has been built, has been built, Elita Stadium has been built. But eventually, time will always, you know, keep going, and we're going to go more and more into the future. So, what do you think about this idea of twenty of twenty-year-old stadiums?
2: Twenty-year-old stadiums and are old and out of the day. Bring on the new, Rocco.
1: Bring on the new, and I want to say that you know, after four hundred and twenty-nine episodes here on the Sports Angle, I'm, I mean, this is our last show. Here on AMP TV, double AMP TV, as well as KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas. I want to say thank you to all the guests who have been on this show, including Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. Uh, I want to thank the best engineer in the industry and that is Sonar. I definitely could not do this show, you know, without you, you know, being behind the scenes, doing what you do best. I want to thank, uh, Sal Tuzzolino. Uh, the Sports Circus. I mean, last two years, you've been mentoring me, helping me get better. So I have to say thanks there. And most importantly, I have to say thanks to all of the audience, all the listeners, everyone who day in and day out listen to this show. Because without you guys, I wouldn't be be able to do this. And more importantly, I wouldn't be as happy doing this show. So Doing the, Going forward, uh, if you want to keep up to date and want to keep up with what we are doing here on the Sports Angle, go to our website, thesportsangle.com, turn on the notifications. You'll get updates on everything we do moving forward, as well our social media page at the Sports Angle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Reddit, you know, all those sites. You can keep up to date what we're going to do more forward. And this is the Sports Angle. I am your host, Rocco. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. So long, everyone.
4: So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny? You have a great personality? And you should have your own talk show. Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at CaliVegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949 445 1119 or visit them online at CaliVegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949 445 1119. Call now.